My peoples, my peoples, my peoples, welcome to Right Away Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Martin. Thank you for joining us. have a really interesting um, interview coming up with IC Murals. That's Leslie Nicole and her daughter, Lyric. Had a lot of interesting things to say about starting a business, maintaining a business. Um, her daughter's only 13, 12, going on 13, I believe, and... Um, her insight on it and what she's seen, what she's experienced being a youngster following her mother's footsteps. Great interview. Uh, stay tuned. Welcome, Leslie. It's so good to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to having you to interview. I think you have a lot of things that you can share with people that will inspire people that are listening. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. And I love your podcast. Thank and you. And I'm excited to be interviewed. Okay, well, let's get it going. My first question is, what was your inspiration behind Inner Child Murals? Yes, my inspiration behind Inner Child Murals was actually um, the death of my father. Um, He died in 2013. He was a big activist. He was a poet. He wrote songs. He was like a renaissance. He was way before his time. So when he passed, um, I the day we buried him at Palos Verdes and in this tree, like we put his ashes in a tree. So um, when I got home, like 10 days after we buried him that night, I just wanted something tangible in my space that reminded me of him. So as you see this tree, because you're here right now. We painted a seven-foot tree in the entrance of my living room or foyer. And um, it has constantly inspired me. But I was like, oh, my God, what if I move? You know, what if I want to move? How can I take this with me? So that's kind of how I started the process of creating a formula that you could transfer real art um, painted in any medium, um, acrylics, oil, watercolors, onto vinyl and actually remove things that empower you or enhance or elevate your space um, that are easily transferable and shipped directly to your home. Wow, that's really interesting. So your father brought that all to you. So you weren't thinking in this guys at all before? Yeah, not, not at all. Not at all. I, I think what it was is... Um, I was always an entrepreneur. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit, and I worked in corporate America in mergers and acquisitions for many years in San Francisco. I worked in the financial district, so I knew how money moved, um, and it wasn't necessarily my forte, but because I was um, fairly articulate, I could move in these, these circles, but I was very unhappy, so I think, um, you know, just getting up and having to be at work at a certain time or feeling that pressure if I was late, I was going to. So I always wanted to have my own business, but 
it really wasn't until when he died, it, t it hit me really hard and I took some time off from all of it. And um, so after that, I think when death happens in the physical, something else is created um, in, the, in, the, in the physical and the spiritual. And that's what happened. I just would sit here and I would think about my dad. But it wasn't sadness. It was like I would think about his life. And that's what I wanted our murals to be. I wanted to do t-shirts and then I was like wow if we could transfer this art on t-shirts can we transfer it like on I love murals I right. love gigantic gigantic pieces of art I love mm -hmm. museum style work you know for whole bodies of art so it was something that you know just kind of was born and then it kind of expanded into what we do now Wow, it's beautiful. And for those that have not seen your work, and we'll we'll get the website and all of that stuff later on in the show in the podcast. It's absolutely beautiful. I have a couple of pieces, and they're absolutely beautiful. Um, what would you say for people that want to start their own business? What are the three main things, most important things you'd say to start your business and have a successful business? Not to start and stop, but to actually have something that's ongoing. Three most important concepts you think. I think, uh, wow, three. I think the three most important um, concepts, one would definitely be passion. Um, um, passion and purpose, if I can mix those together, because it's, it's hard. Um, and nobody tells you that um, it's very, very hard. And there's a, you put a lot of money into the business before you come out. Um, second, I would say commitment. You have to be committed. You have to be committed to what you're doing. You have to be able to get back up because you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked down. People are going to let you down. You're going to trust people. You're going to be betrayed. All of being an entrepreneur overall shifts your entire character as a human being. Um, and third, it, it can't be about the money. It has to be about the love of what you do and what you um, choose to give back. That's what it is for me. Everything that I do is attached to uh, philanthropy and mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, really become the person I want to be for my, my daughter, who's a part of our business. And um, you have to have a why. You have to have a why, and it and it can't just be about money. It has to be about going back to number one, passion. That's so deep, and you sound so poetic. And this this podcast is about words, and you brought them together so beautifully there. And you mentioned your daughter, and your daughter is thirteen, and I want to bring her in on this too because she's a part of that business. I want to get her um her angle on it. So, first of all, welcome, lyrics. Good to have you. Hi, hi, good, great to have you. Um, from your angle, being 13 and, and being involved in this as you are now, um, what would you say are three things that you've learned being a part of your mother's business? What three things that stand out really for you um, in being a part of your mother's business? I'd have to say patience, and she's taught me to go after the things that I want, mm -hmm. and... Three things. That's what good. have you? What three things have you learned in the last couple of years that you've been involved with this business? What from the outside or just being seeing everything that's transpired? What have you learned personally from it? What have you taken from it? I've learned 
to not to be so trusting mm. and <laughs> and <laughs> to um to learn that people will let you down and mm. to not take it personally and mm. to just get back up on your feet and do your thing and not let every little thing uh bother you wow so I like that. Very, very Don't mature from a third person. Right, take exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who, have, who have been motivators for you? Have you been, is there anybody, besides your father, is there anybody out in the business world or in the art world that has inspired you? Um, yes. Carrie James Marshall in the art world would uh, be like, I guess, to the world. Picasso to the rest of the world but mm. Kerry James Marshall's is he was you know I mean I guess one of his paintings sold to Puffy for I, I don't know like a hundred million plus or under but wow. he was phenomenal and he inspired me remember when we went to the museum and I was touching everything and I was like all excited yeah. <laughs> he excited me because he was such a profound he was a man of color he is a man of color actually and he um, said he's not going. He's only going to paint his own people's own, and that wasn't a racist thing. He said it because, you know, we are we don't have enough representation. Right. So I was enamored um, not only by his work because for me and the artists that we choose because we. Me and my daughter, she, you know, is in every aspect of the business with me, curating, which means curating for those who doesn't know is just you pick out certain pieces of art to put a show together. And because of our art is digital or online outside of events that we have, um, when we when you get with somebody like somebody like Carrie mm -hmm. um, as an inspiration, you want to know their story. I do. I want to know the story of the artist. And a lot of times, that's what collectors are looking for. That's mm -hmm. what, when when, the, when people connect to the heart of an artist, they want to know their story. Mm -hmm. So for me, for him to be so bold and to have so much traction around the world, mm -hmm. it just drew me in. Oh, okay. And because I couldn't draw, I always painted. But I couldn't draw, so I was obsessed hmm. with people that could draw. I was like, ah. Oh. So, <laughs> so I went to this. I took a class like at a local college when I was taking my time off for my dad to kind of heal. Right. And I went to art class, and I felt so frustrated because, as you know, I write. That's my superpower. But not being able to draw, I felt so defeated. So I was like, oh, if I can't draw, then what can I? So I just created a business where I could have be surrounded by the love of art and mm -hmm. artists. I think all artists inspire me because they are odd and strange and delightful and fabulous and right. imaginative. All of the things that quote unquote regular people never accept. And I was always quirky and and, and imaginative and different. Mm -hmm. and, and, and even though I could merge into regular society, I never felt b I belonged. Mm -hmm. So I think my inspiration outside of Carrie um, and numerous, you know, probably too many to, to lock down outside of a writer. That's the one artist I would say. All the artists I, I, I deal with, they inspire me. Mm -hmm. um, Clayton Singleton inspires me. He's, he's one of our artists. Um, 
man, uh, James Gills, uh, whose life is phenomenal. He, he had an opportunity to come here and actually paint our logo. They are all just amazing, incredible people. And uh, Natik, who's one of the pieces you have right, right. at his is is free just to be able to tap into that energy and that hand of creating pe- with watercolors mm-hmm. you know so i'm inspired daily i know that was a long-winded you can edit no, it, no, 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 no. That's, that's beautiful i'm inspired daily on mm-hmm. a daily basis by artists and by life so wow. my daughter inspires right. me yeah um the thing about art, because I'm a writer, as you know, yeah. and the thing You're about a dope writer art, too. <laughs> the thing about artists sometimes is we don't get um, we don't get the accolades. And as far as payment, we a lot of us can't survive on the money that we make through our art. How are you able to bring this art where it pays your artists and it also pays yourself? Does it take a extra amount of homework, or or do you just have to grind? Is it's how do you get to that point where you can actually Pay your bills with the stuff that you love, because so many of us artists can't do that. Uh, I honestly, God, because I don't know how I, <laughs> I don't know how I did it in the beginning. I mean, I really, you know, right now after three years, I'm really just now starting to see um, the fruits of that labor, and that's why I said passion and purpose and commitment would be at the top of the list you asked me because it gets hard you you you're paying fees you're paying for dbas you're paying do do i get an llc do i get a s corp do i you know what are the taxes on those fees what are my obligations to these because you don't just start a business you know then you have to have a separate bank account from your own bank account there's so much involved in it and i think you know once i am at a stable level which will be very very soon um, I'll be able to kind of put something together. I think for people coming into entrepreneurship, like marriage, thinking, "Oh, it's just bliss." It's mm-hmm. it's not just bliss. No, it's and I think that um, the pain is definitely, definitely something that leads you to purpose if you keep getting back up. And that's not to say. Right. Sometimes you said you said earlier, "Don't stop the start." Sometimes you have to. You mm-hmm. don't stop what you're doing. But you can get hit so hard with everything that's going on in these steps because Mm -hmm. you are no longer, it's not just you. I work with a team of people and people, you know, come with different personalities and they don't always, you know me, I have Mm -hmm. a very strong personality. So that doesn't always work with everybody, but um, it hasn't always been easy. And so it's definitely work and sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. It is, and we did. She lyric was saying earlier. You have to make sacrifices to get, you know, where you are, right? To where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so, how did you feel like what Jeff's saying? Like right now, we are, you know, financially in a position. We we did get an investor that makes a huge difference. Mm. Then we're looking into other options. To now explain ex- an investor, because some of us won't know what that is, not being in the art world. Well, you in just an investor in business. I don't my my for one art is just um, an extension of what we do. What we do is interior design, and art is the basis or the center 
or at the core of what we do. But an investor comes in and says, hey, I see the value, which is hard a lot of times Mm -hmm. when you're a startup because you're not making the revenue. You're not making a profit. You're spending this for this advertisement. You're spending this for this product. You're on the person on the phone with this person for free for hours. You're building relationships with people. Um, before you just start making money, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So you're putting a lot of, and that's what they call sweat equity. You're putting a lot of time and hours that you're not getting a check for. Like you go to work, you work eight hours, you're going to get a check. Right. A lot of these hours, thousands of hours that I've put in, mm-hmm. I don't see the check until somebody calls me and says, Hey, remember I talked to you. We talked for a couple, you know, for you know, 30 minutes, an hour, you checked in on me, you sent me an email. I'm ready to do my kid's room. I'm mm. ready to do my man's cave. You know, mm. what are my options? What am I paying? So right. until then, you know, you're putting out money, right. you're putting out fillers, you're trying this website. That was one of the hardest things for me was getting my vision to transfer onto the website. And three years later, after th- get, thinking I had it here, I still had to hire a whole new team with my marketing team that said, hey, we need to redo this. Now, these are thousands of dollars, but without an investor. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody who was a client who wanted a shirt or came in and we just really developed a relationship. And he was like, look, I want to help my sisters and I really want to do this. From And as a woman, receiving help, too, from a man is difficult because... You know, you don't always know what that comes with. Right. But he was very, very um, upfront and has the integrity. And he was like, look, I want to see you succeed. What do you need? Mm. We need marketing. We need materials. We need, you know, we need promotional materials that we need to print. Now, all this. So the investor says, OK, um, depending if it's a friend or family or those are a lot of times your startup investors, right. not at a right. venture capital level. Mm-hmm. So they say, hey. I'm going to give you 10 grand. I'm going to give you five grand. So <clears throat> depending on the arrangement that you have, a silent investor doesn't want any parts of your business. So I own 100% of my business right. outside of the work that I do with my daughter who's underage, right? Mm-hmm. So I own 100%, though she's involved in almost every aspect of my business. Certain investors, like on Shark Tank, will come and say, I'll give you $50,000 for 20% of your business. Okay. So for me, um, I wanted to have a silent investor. Mm-hmm. So he will most likely get 20% of his investment within a year. That's not standard, but he's somebody that's not trying to exploit me. Right. I've had other investors who've said, look, I'll pay all your bills. I'll give you everything you need. I'll give you this much towards equipment, but I want 50%. I want 51%. Mm. Because I'm close to the business and it's not about making money, I'm not going to give you 50% because that gives you access to what I do, who I hire, what artists come on, my policies. That's too much access in my house. So I always keep the control in the house. So having an investor in all this, there are a lot of programs you can get with small business loans. There's another program. I don't know the name of it, but it pairs people in certain areas with mentorship with people that have had really successful businesses versus people that haven't. I've just had, you know, a knack to be able to really attract and connect with some amazing people. I mean, not all the time because I've been, you know, obviously, um, Art is like music. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it can be very treacherous because right. art is, 
you know, a lot of ways that people exchange millions and billions of dollars. Right. So it's as a very elitist society, mm-hmm. even within the black community. And then certainly within the overall art world, like they right. pick somebody like Basquiat mm-hmm. or Carrie James Marshalls every couple of years that the they, right, one just one star, that huh? they pick. Right. Right. For me, um, it was to be able to show my heroes, our heroes, mm-hmm. not only to my daughter who was about nine at the time, because she's almost 13, right. um, but to our other, uh, to our youth mm-hmm. to say, look, you don't have to just rap or be into basketball or science. or right. You can also make a living if you create doing what you love right. because we're in a generation of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Shopify stock right now is at a thousand per share. And that's a platform to where you can run a whole website that's connected to every aspect of social media, Mm. of um, your analytics in terms of how much money you're making. And so it's a different world right now. So this is more of an education for my daughter. Mm. It's more useful for this than actual college education. Right. That's so true. How do you go about finding your artists? Um, How do you, what kind of, I mean, what do you put out there? You put feelers out there, you put, you throw out, um, can they apply? How do you find these magnificent artists that you find? Yes. So right now on an organic level, I would always say, Hey Lyric, come look at this artist. Come look at that artist. And she would either say, I would either say, I don't. I don't really like it. I do like it. This needs more work. I feel like the colors need to be brighter. The colors need to be darker. Like, mm. I basically just explain what I like and what I don't like. And if I feel like they're right for the company and right for our... <laughs> right for what, what we doing? do. Uh-huh. Right for what we do. You yeah, mean? Right yeah. for our area. Right, yeah, because right, right. you. I think a lot of times you're looking at the artists and seeing how will they fit in an actual home. Yeah, mm. and I, I know some. I know her, and she might not be able to articulate that. But I think when she sees certain artists, she might say they're strong enough. They're not strong enough. But what she, she's had to learn too is all art isn't matter of fact. Some mm. artists might just scribble like yeah. All mm-hmm. art isn't technical. Right, right, right. right. It doesn't it's, always have to be perfect. It doesn't right. always have to even be realistic. Right, mm-hmm. realistic. Mm-hmm. That's the question. You right. might look at it and say, and I personally, even though I have all this. Matter of fact, art around my house. There's Nina Simone right there. There's art here. There's art there. I think um, I do like more abstract and, and 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 shape art and blotch art and just a couple you know minimalist art sketches. That's what I really like. But I am. I'm not going to say obsessed, but I'm, well, maybe the Mm. art part of, it's like a superpower that they Mm. can create anything that I have some artists that can create everything, you know, on my daughter's face right now, down to her dimple, down to the eyelash creeping into her. That's fascinating to me because Mm. I can't, I I can't do that. So, and then I have other artists that can just throw something on paper or spray paint something and it's, oh my God, it captures you because every time you look at it you're like oh what does that mean it comes with mood Hmm. so i think when we choose artists and energy right Hmm. we connect to whatever they're in their mood and that's what you're bringing into your space 
So that's why I have an inner child. I have a child Mm -hmm. also overseeing my choices of the art because there are millions of artists all around the world. There's talent. I have artists in Africa. I have artists in Thailand. I have artists. What connects me to them outside of the art? Because I could Mm -hmm. love the art and then the person themselves can be a jerk. Right, right. They can be an asshole. And then I'm like... Um, I don't want to work with you because mm-hmm. if this is the kind of energy you have and you're painting this, I don't want that to go into somebody else's home. Right. I even have art from people that were in prison mm-hmm. for like 37 years that mm-hmm. completely changed their life, their thoughts, their, you know, because it was therapeutic, like having right. an animal in prison. Exactly. So art is kind of like a connector from every walk of life from the richest to the poorest where you all can break bread without there being that elitist or status in the middle of it you know on one end of it when Mm -hmm. it's really organic now when you get into galleries and spending art and spending money then you definitely do come into status and and, and race, and that's apparent there as well. Mm -hmm. And some of these art pieces you hear about, I'm not an artist as as far as that goes, but you hear about these exuberant prices. for What makes one art piece $3,000, then another art piece that doesn't look as good as this one that costs $3,000, a million dollars? Is it the art or is it just the person and the status? Mm -hmm. What's causing that big difference in the price? It's, yeah, no, it's not even quality. It's it's the escalation of the person. Um, It's like, uh, God, how do I not know his his name? Um, Remember we watched the documentary on the guy, what was it? God, it was a guy. French name. No, Brent, Brent, Brent. Uh, what was the guy who he started selling art, spray painting stuff, and Kim Kardashian? He sold like almost a million dollars in a in a weekend. Um, yeah. And there's a documentary on him. But the thing is, is he created chaos. He created, he watched, it's a tone, it's almost like a science to it, like with Basquiat and... Um, what is his name? Andy Warhol. Mm. There was a connection, and everybody has their theories between mm. why they were together. But they mm. would do these collaborative pieces of art, and, and Basquiat was kind of like strung out and, um, you know, artsy to the point where maybe a genius to where, you know, was schizophrenic. He mm. had these these very deep mental health situations and Andy Warhol had the you know access to right, a client right, right. base that oh they were mesmerized by just scribbles on the wall mm. almost kind of like a translation of what was going on in his head chemically right mm-hmm. that's right. when I look at Basquiat's work that's what I feel like it's a, a translation of just pure mm. you know uh, intelligence right mm. but the combination of the two. So then you have, he died. Then you have the story. Not very many living artists, like mm-hmm. um, Kerry James Marshall, um, I believe it was $25 million to $101 million is how he, but even in that transaction, he didn't get a lot of that money hmm. because it was brokered through somebody. So once it changes oh, okay. hands, right. then you can sell it to a collector. I can sell something to you for $25,000. Then the collector gets it, shops it around different, and so then Puffy or Think of Somebody bought it for $101 million. Now, yeah. This has always troubled me because I'm like, well, gosh, do they not get royalties? Right. Once it exchanges hands, 
so it's really a game. It's really mm. a game. It's it's just like the world. It's it's they create something that tells you is great. What makes one pair of jeans different than another? What mm. makes Jordache or I don't know what people wear now. Uh, True Religion jeans. Mm. Why would I pay three hundred dollars for a jean? Right. It's the brand. It's it's art is power. Mm. You want to get rid of your money. You want to bid on something. You have a hundred. You know, towards tax time, right. you auction something off for a hundred thousand dollars. That's you know, you gotta. That's that's a tax break. Right. You know right. what I mean. So right. art is power, and it's the way rich people for millions for years have been able to put money aside in different ways and different mm-hmm. assets. It's a commodity. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and for me, I like the fact that we get to have, you know, we not only do we have emerging artists, but we have real artists, not real artists in the fact that they're established, they've done the work, they've done shows, they've been in museums, and then we have that art that we can make limited edition on vinyl on these kind of elaborate pieces and we can also create and collaborate with these artists and creating new pieces. Like if you want to, you came to me and said, Les, I want a monkey on the moon that's writing, you know, poetry. Mm-hmm. I can have that created from you, for right. you. Now, it depends on what artist you choose is right. the price. Right. I can have somebody do it, you know, for maybe $400. I can have somebody do it for 4000 And that's mm-hmm. based on the price. It's based on where they are in their journey. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really paying your dues, and it's really who you know. Mm. Just like in the in movie life, industry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the music yeah. industry, there's a lot of people that are amazing in music. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that are great actors, but they're always going to be in a diner. There are, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, certain Thank people you. are blessed to have certain situations or, or purpose is led to a higher destiny yeah. and others, you know, may not. Yeah. What we do is we kind of open the playing field where you can create and you can still make money because we're marketing your product and right. we are now doing something innovative with fine art outside of just making a print and right. giving it to you. Right, right, right. Wow, that's so powerful. What would you say, I always end, not always, but many times I end in the program, the podcast, with asking somebody to speak with their younger self. So you're on this journey now. What would you say to the 13-year-old Leslie um, about the journey that you're on now? Would you, what advice would you give her? Like your daughter's sitting here, she's 13. Um, what would you give to the 13-year-old Leslie to look out for, maybe be prepared for? What would you, what would you tell her? Um, I would just tell her not to be hard on herself. I would tell her, I think my whole life, because I was in, you know, gifted schools ever since I was a little girl, I tested very high, and there was a, there's a stigma that you get into all these gifted magnet schools, you're supposed to perform, you're supposed to be brilliant, you're supposed to be perfect. My daughter doesn't have to get um, perfect uh, grades, because Mm -hmm. she knows how to treat people, she knows, Mm -hmm. she loves people, she sees somebody homeless or hungry, her heart, she's like, mommy, how much money do you have? That's to me, that's an A plus. Mm. Now she might get a C, you know what I mean? But if she gets a D, what that's saying to me is she's not trying. So what I would say in life is do your best. And when you fall and you do things that aren't, don't come from integrity, that's when you question yourself enough to either take the consequence, be accountable for mm. your own actions in life. Don't be a blamer. Don't be like, oh, because that's going to 
stunt your growth and, right. and your progress right. in life and and understand that all people aren't bad and all people aren't good right and like she said already one lesson she's got it's not personal sometimes the things that people do to you have nothing to do with you mm-hmm. so for me i think your biggest enemy is always going to be your own mind and your own thought process and um you know i'm in the middle of my life you know mm-hmm. and i've made tons of mistakes but at the end of the day they led me to where I'm at now and I get to live every day and wake up every day creating from my own mind from Mm -hmm. my living off my own desire to make this world a a better place not just aesthetically but to give people an opportunity that don't have the opportunities an opportunity for peace and happiness Mm. and to the stability to do that with them being an artist themselves I don't limit my artists though Like, okay. we don't just say, oh, you have to work. They can do whatever they want. We just right. ask that they don't create murals. They can, we, we're not going to knock their livelihood. So I think mm. we are always so hard on ourselves most of our time as mm-hmm. teenagers, as children. We want this. We want that. We want the world to accept this. Be you. Right. Live your right. life and, and so be true. you and, and, and don't badger yourself because right. life is going to happen. And uh, enjoy the ride. Exactly. Such a beautiful answer. Wow. I'm going to let Lyric throw something in here as we end the podcast. Um, what do you see yourself doing five years, 13 now, five years from now? What, what's your five-year plan? Do you have a, a plan what you want to be doing? Do you want to be taking this to another level? Tell me, what do you want for, for the next five years? Uh, I, I want to go to college. Okay. I've been, I don't know, it's just been a difficult situation because I don't know if I want to go to college. I don't know if I don't want to go to college. I don't know if I want to take some time off and travel. I don't know if I want to take some time off and discover myself. <laughs> or It's all good. Yeah, yeah you can do all, all that. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you want to go to college, you could go to college. Mm-hmm. If you want to take a year off, you could take a year off. If you want to travel, that's the beauty. That's the one. That's the big one for me. Yeah, travel. travel. Definitely travel. I definitely wanted, definitely to, I wanted to do that, definitely but I still wanted to go to college at the same time. Yeah. So. And you can travel abroad. You know, you can study abroad. Yeah. All that yeah, stuff is yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff is possible. Because I guess in five years, you'll be 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, what so you're, that's when you have to. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So beautiful. Well, thank you all for joining me. Wow, it's been a wonderful podcast with all the things that happened beforehand. We had a lot of <laughs> great interview. I enjoyed it. I hope those of you listening enjoyed it as well. You can contact IC Murals through icmurals.com. Leslie Nicole, her daughter's name is Lyric. Lyric's 12 going on 13, and already she's um in line to take over the business or at least assist her mother on down the line. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate you. Until next time, peace. Of today, there's no other way I know. Right away, let's go. Far away, listen when I say.